Alright, so what's up guys? So um this after after you've you've listened to Enzo's uh individual episode here comes mine. Uh, hope, hopefully you guys enjoyed what Enzo had to say for this whole season uh, during the first part quote unquote of our season ender. Uh now here comes mine. Uh, I thought of uh, creating a some sort of an article type of script in terms of creating this audio episode of mine and uh, I tried I tried to give it as much um, how do you say this I tried to articulate all of my thoughts during the whole season into one uh, compressed piece and uh, hopefully you guys get to enjoy it and again this is something special for us this championship has always been special to the whole UP community and uh, we thought of uh, capping this season 84 off with uh, these audio exclusives that we created and here goes mine so enjoy everybody and uh, UP fight A lot of stories can be shared for each Isko and Iska on how they viewed and experienced this UP Championship run of Season 84. Some may have been lucky and had ample time to watch most of the games live, while some were stuck at work and made their means work to get a glimpse of what the score was when their favorite team was playing. If you thought season 82 was crazy, this season was even crazier. Compressed schedule that gave teams little to no preparation time at all. In between games, not to mention the short prep time they had pre-season in order to prepare for a tournament they've been waiting two or so years to resume. For UP, as is callers ng bayan, as we call ourselves, we are used to the short prep times, the clutch moments, the limited resources, just to get the result we need. We're no strangers cramming, sleepless nights, and tight schedules as we were trained like this in the best microcosm of Philippine society, our beloved university. Ika nga sa dulo, tres pa din ang nagsalba sa UP. But more on that later. We got a clear picture on when season 84 was about to push through, right after the Omicron surge on the turn of the new year. It was all systems go for all teams who scrambled to prepare for the season on such short notice that even the cuts for the reserves may even be done on split-second decisions as well. Nobody knew which players to look out for, Nobody knew what the schedule would be like. Everyone was just so excited that finally, their beloved UAAP would now be back. During the height of the pandemic, certain teams were getting some attention in terms of recruitment. We learned about this player committing to this team, this player transferring to another school, this coach now handling a different team. It was a totally different league, as we last left it back in 2019. 
One of the surprise recruits for the UP Fighting Maroons was swingman Xavier Lucero. News came down that this kid narrowed his choices down to either UP or Ateneo. Not many knew about this kid from Cali, but having to narrow down your choices to the top two teams in the league meant something. It all boiled down to which system his game would perfectly fit. In one of the preseason episodes of Maroon Talk, you were trying to finalize what we thought would be the final lineup for the Maroons. Hell, if we thought that finalizing a lineup would be hard enough, what more coming up with the best starting five? Another thing that was different this season was that there would be four players on the reserve list. On the 20-man pool, the four players on reserve would not have their playing years counted if they do not get to play a game in the season. The reserves were in place should there be health emergencies to the regular players on the lineup. Eventually, news got out that Zave Lucero committed to the UP Fighting Maroons. During this stage, everybody thought his name was pronounced Zav. If not for Boom Gonzalez emphasizing the correct pronunciation during the first game against Ateneo, most of us would be saying it incorrectly still, even after the season. Actually, you gotta check that as well. As we went on with the first round, something common was evident in this UP team, comparing it to the team from the previous season. Yes, they were talented. Yes, they were stacked. But damn it, they started all but one of their games slow. Yes, people, the cramming maroons were back. Early on, we did not see the type of dominance that we wanted from this loaded team, just as how perennial contender Ateneo controlled their games. It was an eyesore when we got to witness games being decided in the clutch, despite knowing that this team had the ability to blow out all their opponents, bar Ateneo. Which then got me thinking, wait a minute, we got no preseason tournaments, less than five months of preparation, and all the more even lesser days of playing whole court basketball. These kids actually had to have the first round as their preseason. Nevertheless, UP ended the first round with a 6-1 record. As for the starting five, the usual suspects drafted by our incoming multi-titled mentor in the high school ranks, Coach Goldwyn Monteverde, were big man Malik Diouf. A transferee from the CEU Scorpions, previously handled by Manong Derek Pumarin, who is incidentally now the coach of the DLSU Green Archers. Top recruit Carl Tamayo, an anchor on the front line for that NU Bullpup squad who won numerous titles in the juniors ranks. Veteran James Spencer, who has now evolved his game into more of an offensive threat rather than solely focusing on defense. Icon Richie Rivero, one of the few holdovers from that season 82 team. And finally, our new starting point guard, 
Joel slash JD slash my my kagulangan as I'd like to call him given the numerous aliases he's been called this season. You get the pick. What do you think? Now let's just take a step back and focus on this kagulangan kid for a moment. During the course of the season I got asked multiple times. Oh, rookie ba yan si Kagulangan? Saan ang galing yan si Kagulangan? Tagiin nyo din ba yan? To which I answered to no avail. This kid was a star for the LSJH Greenies back when he was in high school. And he decided to go for the green and white for college just like what any Lasalite would dream of. Including me. Given that situation, being placed on a guard-heavy LaSalle team, Mai Mai was not able to get the breaks he deserved despite giving LSGH their first NCAA Juniors title and having even more individual awards the whole time he was in high school. Fast forward to Season 84, he is now given the reins to lead this promising UP squad to the promised land. And boy, oh boy, he did. Come the second round of eliminations, we quickly sealed our first two games against NU and FEU. And focus on the remaining teams ahead. These first two games were no jokes, especially the one which came after. We were now ready to face our best friends from San Marcelino. The Adams and Soaring Falcons. Whether you be an upcoming UP fan or a perennial diehard, when it comes to UP Adamson in recent years, this match needs no introduction. And true enough, UP nemesis Jerome Lastimosa put on a dazzling display to give the Maroons their second loss of the season as they themselves tried to fight for their lives and try to make it to the Final Four. After Adamson was the tough LaSalle side that gave us a beating every time the Maroons faced the Archers. The lengthy players who did their best to jam the shaded area so that Carl, Zave, and Richie would have a hard time creating for themselves and their teammates to disrupt the offense was a challenge, most especially in the Final Four. However, in the eliminations, it was easy breezy for UP compared to the game they would give us later in the tournament. We capped the second round with the final game facing the Blue Eagles. The final test before heading into the playoffs. The final test whether we'll be playing a stepladder format or a Final Four. A tight setup for fourth place between FEU, NU, and Adamson made things even more complicated as third place De La Salle prayed for a UP win in order to have a better path to glory after the eliminations. Now, as a rational fan, I was so skeptic on how this UP team could actually beat the barometer of the league which were the Ateneo Blue Eagles. Ateneo was still that well-oiled machine that we've been able to witness for already five years or so, and UP needs to play a perfect game 
in order to beat this juggernaut of a team. I did my best to sit behind the Atenea bench whenever I got the chance to do so. So just to get a hint on how Coach Tab Baldwin conducts his timeouts, or even possibly find loopholes on player tendencies for the boys in blue. Guess what? I wasn't able to find any. I am no scout nor do I have any coaching experience. But the way the team blew out almost all of the teams in the league during this season and previous was already enough for me to be convinced that this could be another repeat for the blue and white. Yet, I was wrong. The second round matchup between UP and the Teneo was where things turned around. Early in the game, UP got a good start, something that they've been struggling with as I've mentioned earlier. Malik was dominating the paint, both on offense and defense, which put us in a good place and set the tone for the whole game. Carl and Richie were making their shots early on and that was more than enough for us to stay close and have a chance with the defending champs. You want more? Let me give you James Spencer. Not only was James hitting his shots, he was also tasked to guard high-scoring Dave Ildefonso, who doesn't even know what it feels like to score in single digits, game in and game out. Our bench provided significant spark as well. The magic of CJ Cancino was fully showcased on this game as he was hitting his outside shots. A big necessity when we have our starters resting on the bench. All this came to a halt when his knee got tangled up with Chris Kuhn on the loose ball play sometime in the third as UP was making a run. If I'm not mistaken, that was the first time we got to see a player being stretched out of the court this season. And the whole of Moa Arena was in shock with what happened. Despite that, in true Jawo fashion, he got back to the bench a few moments after as he finished the game watching his teammates. The 39-game winning streak since season 81 of the Blue Eagles came to a halt that night with a final score of 84-83 to in favor of the UP Fighting Maroons. Nobody could fathom what had just happened. Nobody could believe that mighty Ateneo now has a single blemish on their immaculate record. Nobody could understand how a new coach and a bunch of rookies could be able to cause chaos to that seamless Ateneo machine and give Coach Tab a headache after how many years of dominance. We now have a final four. We're tasked to eliminate a feisty green archer side whose new players are hungry to win. Surprisingly, they erased our twice-to-beat advantage, beating us convincingly in game one thanks to an Evan Nelly showcase. 
something that not many expected, especially coming off an ultramoral boosting win against Ateneo. Game 2 would have been a similar story if not for the heroics of Carl, Harold Alarcon, and that demonizing press led by Mai Mai during the latter half of the fourth. We secured another comeback. To the finals we go. Short-handed the whole LaSalle series due to CJ's injury. All were quite nervous thinking if we could repeat a win over Ateneo with Cancino out of the lineup. True enough, the second unit had its scoring troubles but guys were ready to step up. In addition to CJ's injury, rookie Terence Fertea also suffered a hamstring injury which led to Bricks Ramos getting a chance to be back up to Kagulangan. In the end, in true UP fashion, we got to beat Lasal by just leading the whole series by a mere 30 seconds. Carl Tamayo scored 12 points just in the fourth quarter. And he did that in only 7 minutes. That was a comeback. A now demoralized LaSalle team who did not know what hit them are now eliminated. On the other side of the coin, Ateneo breezed by FEU to get to the finals. Blowing them out in the final four, not even needing a second game. Now it's back to UP and Ateneo in the finals, just like how it was in season 81. In summary, game one of the finals could be described as something similar to how we beat Ateneo in the second round. Timely baskets by Carl the generalship of Mai Mai, the stepping up of Harold. Our defense established our win to take control of the finals and finally have a chance to close it out on game two. This was unheard of. UP having the chance to close out the tournament on the expense of Ateneo. Who would have thought that we'd have the strong three-peat Ateneo Blue Eagles with their backs against the wall and have their seniors possibly playing their last game together at the expense of the Fighting Maroons. This was unheard of. Now a lot can be said on that epic finals matchup. You could actually have a separate episode to relive that series alone. But the most evident thing that could be deduced from what we all witnessed was that both teams deserved to win. UP was just lucky that the most important breaks went our way. Not to discredit the talent, not to discredit the solid game plan that we've been praising time and time again by the coaching staff, not to discredit our play revelations who proved that UP now has a winning culture. 
gone are the days that the team would have spectators of a select few that are mostly composed of family and friends. Gone are the days that opposing teams would mark their game against UP as secured wins already, right even before the game has started. Coach Tab was correct. Those crazy, mind-boggling shots that our team was making during that epic Game 3 proved that it was written by fate that this championship was ours to take. Even the misses that Ateneo made in the endgame were so cringeworthy because the whole arena knew that those shots were meant to go down. Alas, the championship is back in Diliman. With all due respect, we may now bring alongside the 1986 championship team who were known for decades as the epitome of UP basketball. This new breed of talent our school can be proud of. The Altamiranos, Magsanoks, Paras, Cruz, and the like will be forever etched in the history books. But now, we are so glad to say that we're only just beginning the rebirth and there are a lot more to come. This season 84 squad is special. It's just a matter of time when we'll be able to see how they age and mature and bring in even more wins for the Maroons. For now, let's enjoy this win that we've been waiting for for 36 years and savor the moments of hope that this team has given us. Now we can say this as proud as ever. Our battle cry, UP fight.